Hi, everyone. It's Christopher Balkren here, the host of the Strong and Free podcast, and welcome to my review of 2020 and my plans for the rest of the year. I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you enjoy this trip down a little Strong and Free memory lane. Welcome to Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. No bias, no conjecture, just facts. So let's go. Topics that matter, no agenda to push, keep the conversation going. Those three sentences are the new tagline of the Strong and Free podcast. Before it was a rambling of me talking about balanced discourse, but I thought long and hard about it, and those three sentences um, summarize everything that the Strong and Free podcast is about. Topics that matter, no agenda to push, and keep the conversation going. I mean, it seems simple, right? You take an issue like climate change, you get a bunch of people with differing perspectives, and you have a fruitful conversation. It seems simple. It seems like this is a simplistic formula, low-hanging fruit. Anyone can do this. And this is why the news media exists, so that we can get this, you know, this this roundtable of differing opinions on, on an issue like climate change. But this is where the news media breaks down completely. They'll take an issue like climate change, they'll have a discussion for a few minutes. <laughs> no one can really get their points in other than, you know, crapping on somebody else's point because they only have 30 seconds to make a point, so there's a time limitation. But then they have the moderator, the news anchor, who has an agenda. An agenda that is either, you know, pro-government, pro-carbon tax, pro-cap-and-trade. Um, and so, because of that, the moderator will ask people with dissenting opinions, um, you know, more direct questions, more questions that don't allow that person to explain their point. So what you're actually getting is a conversation that is a reinforcement of somebody else's idea of climate change. That's why at the beginning of the year, I focused on the issues inside the LGBTQ2S community. I had Jamie Ellerton on, an openly gay man inside the Conservative Party, co-authored a piece in the Globe and Mail with Melissa Lansman about the need for the party to clarify its stance when it comes to the LGBTQ2S community. That's why I also had Jack Hicks and Volp on the, on the podcast discussing the issues uh, members of the community face in urban settings, such as Toronto and the 519 where Jack works, uh, discussing some of the issues that the community faces, policing and, and other things. I also had Oliver Lane, a transgendered athlete, discuss his transition and some of the supports he had along the way, and his recommendations for governments moving forward. Just the complexity, and that was just scratching the surface. There's so much more complexity to, to members within that community, but yet in the news, they're painted almost as black and white, that these issues are black and white, that there's no variance and there's no variation. That's why I also talked about artificial intelligence in this podcast, I had Petra Molnar, a human rights lawyer from the University of Toronto, 
talk about the real issues that artificial uh, intelligence places as the government uses AI for refugee claims and citizenship and how this blurs the line, how AI is being deployed in assessing refugee applications and how citizens should be concerned and worried about this. But I juxtaposed that with a conversation with Aaron Kelly from Advanced Symbolics Inc. talking about the benefits of AI and how Advanced Symbolics Inc. has been able to predict voter sentiment in the United Kingdom, Canada, the United States, how it's able to actually see what people care about and that the technology that's being deployed can help shape public policy as a form of direct democracy. You know, no one's going to sit behind their computer, very few are going to sit behind their computer and fill out a form on their thoughts on abortion. But if there was some type of artificial intelligence software out there or hardware that could or technology that could assess people's opinions on abortion based on a series of factors like the articles they like, the articles they read online, the tweets they put out, the social media posts they they make about abortion, that this could all factor in into voter sentiment because there are limitations with our current way we poll uh, Canadians and people around the world. And there's limitations to polling more broadly. But there is an example. You take artificial intelligence and you look at some of the criticisms, but you look at some of the benefits as well. And there's so many more topics on artificial intelligence I definitely want uh, to explore further. I also looked at um, uh, Canada's response to COVID-19 with Hun, and we looked at how the government was responding, including data collection. I sat down with Dr. Kenton White from Advanced Symbolics, Inc. as well to talk about data collection in a COVID-19 environment today. I also did an entire series on the power of positivity during COVID-19 so that we can maintain our positivity during these very, very challenging times. More recently, I looked at the issues of uh, community policing here in Toronto as it relates to community policing of black communities and minority communities and low-income communities. I I had uh, Sergeant Jeff Zamet on from uh, 14 Division. And I want to have more sergeants on and more lieutenants within the Toronto Police and other police forces on the pro- on the podcast. And I want more community leaders. I've reached out to so many different community-based organizations to be on this podcast, and I just get radio silence. But that doesn't deter me. I will get them on. But these all point to the en- essence of this podcast, which is looking at issues from multiple perspectives. Again topics that matter, no agenda to push, keep the conversation going. Now, I have a lot of weaknesses that I'm working on as well, as you can imagine. Um, one of them, and many of them, are that I need to push my guests further to to get into these issues more and get into the crux of the matter, to get to the heart of the matter and have a, a conversation of, of a little bit of back and forth. Uh, many of you have said that I'm to agreeable with my guests, which is very true, and it's a criticism that I have of myself. You know, maybe it's like a a, a, a paradox I have about you know avoiding conflict or something. But um, 
something I have to work on that, you know, a healthy conflict, healthy conflict, if that's the word, healthy debate is is good and good for the podcast and provides you, the listener, with a better listening experience versus just somebody uh, coming on and me just agreeing with everything that they're saying. So where does the podcast go from here? Well, I say the first six months of 2020 has been a marked change from 2019 in this podcast. When I started this podcast, I thought I'd research a topic all week long, and I'd make a podcast about it at the end of the week. And that was the formula I used, and I would spend hours and hours at coffee shops just reading everything I could on everything from immigration policy in the United States to carding in Canada um, to, oh, geez, I can't remember, abortion um, and uh, suicide rates amongst um, uh, men in Toronto, or it just it just ran the gamut, you know? And I realized that that formula, oh, man, so there were some good things with that. You know, you get to learn a lot of different topics, and you learn a lot about um, different statistics, and, and, you know, you get to become more well-rounded on these issues. But the, the problem with that is that I was burning myself out. I was really trying to digest these complex issues in a matter of a few days and then do a podcast about it. So I knew that I needed to change up the, the, the format, and it's shown. You know, uh, one of the weaknesses I thought I had, and I, I definitely, uh, it was a weakness when I first started out, was I just didn't have enough guests co- to come on. And in 2020, I've been able to, you know, build out um, a, a growing network of people who've been on and who've enjoyed their time because they feel that they've been heard. They feel that the conversation was meaningful. And you, the listener, have uh, shared the podcast. You've talked about the podcast with your family and friends. You've, um, you know, distributed it amongst your own networks. And the, and the listenership keeps going up and up and up. So clearly, there's something right here that's happening. There's a correlation there. So my plans going forward are to have more insightful, provocative uh, discussions with guests that can provide that level of analysis that I know we all want, but also bring it up to a level where it's easily digestible and uh, and can be uh, heard in a very straightforward manner, uh, to continue covering topics that Again, in my opinion, matter. <laughs> uh, of course, that's up for debate, you know, what topics uh, matter and what don't. Um, but continue to reach out to community leaders. Get ideas for this podcast from our newspapers and from our media, you know, to where I sense that frustration, I do a podcast topic about it or I do a podcast series about it. You know, I've reached out to Black Lives Matter TO multiple times to be on this podcast and I still haven't heard back. And it's not a knock on them necessarily. I know with everything that's happened uh, post-George Floyd, I'm sure they are just inundated with media requests and and emails and letters and everything else. But I'll make the pitch again. And if anyone's listening who knows people there, please reach out. I'd love to have representatives on. I'd love to have their um, senior leadership on to discuss some of these issues that they're fighting for and also discuss why what it is that they believe change looks like and, 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 you know, the pathway forward. And I believe in doing so with Black Lives Matter, with artificial intelligence, with, um, you know, space exploration, with the United States election that's coming up. I'd love to do a series on 
you know, the Democrats and the Republicans and where they stand on many issues and voter sentiment. I think that would be such an incredible uh, series so that we can break down some of these topics. To me, that's in line with everything that I learned in university, which was to question things, to provide the analysis behind my thoughts and my ideas, to write an essay about it and quote and cite my sources, and ultimately to make an argument and defend the argument in a very systematic way. That's what's missing today. We're missing that. We're missing that on the biggest issues of our time. And I worry about our discourse because it has the ability, misguided discourse has the ability to undo the hard work of public policy and program design, that it can, uh, it can heavily influence government decisions, what politicians fight for, what they talk about, what they don't talk about. You know, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada in 2015, had a cabinet equally of men and women, and, you know, he got a lot of flack for that because, you know, it was just this idea that he was putting people in positions based on their gender. But anyways, long story short, that's a bigger issue. I do not want to, to summarize it there. But why did Justin Trudeau do, did, why did Justin Trudeau believe that to be a priority? Because of the discourse around the issues of men and women. And my worry is this. My worry is that our politicians, regardless of how much power they, they wield, will take misguided discourse and make public policy and make program decisions and make funding decisions. And it's already happening. It's been happening for a while. But if we don't have these conversations where we're forced to defend our positions and cite sources and try to come to some type of agreement or some type of compromise, if we're using extreme examples and shutting out the conversations of others and canceling others on the basis of them disagreeing with us, we're in a very scary position. It resembles, to me, totalitarianism. It resembles to me uh, the ability for us to not be able to share our opinions in a meaningful way. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people out there that do not like people on the basis of their skin color, their ethnicity, their religion, their gender. However they express themselves, there are people out there that absolutely detest and hate people on that basis. And... I'd like to think that those individuals are the minority and they're so there's such a small percentage of the population. I don't know that to be the case, but I'd like to think that. Because what I really do believe at our core is that the most of us, all of us, want the exact same things. We want economic prosperity. We want some type of personal safety. We want our kids to do well and perhaps do better than we ever did and not struggle as much as we did. And we want a better society for future generations. Whatever better means, if that means more equitable, better healthcare, you know, however we want to define that. But there are some core principles that I think we all agree on. And 
we shouldn't allow that we should not allow the things that we disagree on to just polarize us. We should be willing to have a conversation and be okay in being challenged. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break from the podcast for the next about four to six weeks or so, uh, recharge the batteries, take a summer off and just reconnect with people and maybe even record some podcasts and then uh, release them in September. Um, but I really hope that this summarizes where Strong and Free has been, where we are today, and also where I plan on taking this podcast into the future. Again, examining topics that matter, no agenda to push, and to keep the conversation going. I can't thank each and every one of you enough for all your support, all your emails, all your retweets, all your social media you know, messages you send. It's incredible. It means that it shows to me that there's actually a, th- a thirst for what I'm putting out there. And as I go further, I will continue to work on my weaknesses. I'll continue to push my guests. I'll continue to do more research uh, before I interview people so that there could be a fruitful conversation. Um, but this will take time, and I'm so thankful that you're part of me on this journey. Thanks again. Remember, stay balanced, stay informed, enjoy your summer, and I'll definitely catch you in the next one. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. And remember, stay balanced, stay informed, 